Ross. Kelly. Now, that is not your library. I can tell that's not your library. That's Carol Baskin. What is Carol Baskin doing over your shoulder? Carol and I are close. Uh, I can I know see I'm... that. Very close. <laughs> I think I've entered, like, the, the, the bizarro phase of being quarantined for way too long. <laughs> so there's a reason Carol's here, because I, I finally bit on the cameo, you know, trend. Like, okay. everybody talks about cameo. You and I have... Uh, a close friend who's actually working for Cameo right yep. now. Yep. Um, and I just, I don't know what the hell happened. I just got the urge to go see if Carol Baskin was doing videos on Cameo. And as everyone knows, or if you don't, you should, this is not a commercial for Cameo, but they- Although it you, might sound like one. It sounds like one. You go, <laughs> like, you go on Cameo and there's a list of like, a, well, hundreds of celebrities. Yeah. I don't know what you call them. Um, celebrity who, sounds right are willing to create a custom video for you. Um, and you pay either, you know, they, they all have a, a day rate, you know, and so yeah. hers is affordable. Uh, and I clicked on it and I said, I, well, I wonder if Carol Baskin would send an, a video to my whole team at none. And so I thought it would take, I don't know, like a couple of weeks and she might not follow the script that I wrote, but I, I literally wrote this script in about three minutes paid and done. And then 15 minutes later, I got the video from Carol Baskin reading the script and then going way off and being hilarious and amazing and cheering on my company. And so I just sent it to my whole team. How long is the video? It's like four minutes, but it's like her walking around with like tigers and stuff and like, and she's showing me her custom face mask that she has because she doesn't want to get the, the tigers sick from COVID-19. She doesn't want to pass it on if she has it, which I'm sure she doesn't. But I don't know. She, I, I, didn't, I thought it would take two weeks. And it took 15 <laughs> minutes, minutes. Of which four of them was her doing the video. Exactly. Yes. And uh, I love the world we live in. Modern science. You got to love but, it, Ross. I think one day we should strive to have Carol Baskin on this show. But until then, we do have someone very special on this episode. I'm really excited that Lisa Granitstein, the editor of Adweek, is joining us, not Carol Baskin. No, not Carol but, Baskin. But we should start the show then. Let's do it. Bye, Carol. Bye, Carol. Oh, I'm Shelley Palmer. I'm Ross Martin. And you're listening to Think About This. The more you listen and watch, the less you know. Lisa Granitstein. She's the editor of Adweek. It doesn't get bigger than that. Uh, she's also the VP of content and events. She's taking Adweek into a brand new uh, uncharted world. And, and she's awesome. Lisa, welcome to Think About This. So here she is. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here today. You have such momentum at Adweek um, and you're covering so many things at the same time. It's got to be the most interesting time to have your job as the editor uh what's it like over there it it's bananas as usual um but it has been i mean it it always has been a little crazy especially in the last five years with you know with all the tra digital transformation but in the last you know couple of months since march like everybody else we've we've gone quantum leaps ahead in terms of where we are um in terms of uh our events strategy um publishing everything i mean everything is we're, we're living in the future right now 
Yeah, were, were there all these things you kind of had as long range plans for a while, in a couple of years, maybe we'll do this, maybe next year we'll try that. Yeah. But all of a sudden you're, you're sort of forced into a very new reality where all that stuff is starting to happen right now, right? Right. I mean, just like you, we're, you know, we're doing live stream videos um, that we were going to test. We had maybe one taped, one or two taped that we were doing, but suddenly uh, every week I was doing um, The Way Forward with CMOs um, yep. every Wednesday. Um, just threw it together. Suddenly we're all producers. We're running news shows, you know, and talk shows just like this. Um, also virtual events, um, you know, we were of course doing webinars and now suddenly we're, we're doing these incredible events, uh, with, you know, the top, the top marketers, the top CEOs, we have brand week coming up. That's going to be interesting. Uh, that of course was a live event that we brought back. Um, we, we rebranded or refreshed, uh, brand week. And uh, brought it back in as an event, and um, this is the first year we're doing it virtual, which should be really interesting. So when you when you do what was a webinar and is now a virtual event, mm -hmm. what are the shifts been? How have you seen that change, or has it changed? And and what's better and what's worse? Well, the technology is still a little wonky, as we all know. I mean, Zoom has its limitations. We're all trying different. Uh, technologies to make it a better experience. I think we're we're getting there. We're not quite there. I think a year from now we're going to laugh at what we're all putting together. But uh, we're definitely trying to engage our audience more um, through chat. Um, we're doing much more in-person events with smaller groups, so everybody is on the call, like on a Zoom call, speaking to each other. So we're really trying to build community whereas before it, it it was you know talking a lot to the audience with a few questions thrown back and are the yeah, are the economics of that making sense when you put together a small group like that and uh try to build community sort of literally one relationship at a time do the economics make sense or is there a greater sort of thought process around where this goes as a publisher right it's it's about building community it's a it has a greater purpose and it has more of a long tail effect. Uh, you know, we we build this community. We uh, offer them opportunities to network with each other, and then you know we have an event, and we're able to call them up and say, "Hey, would you like to join us for this?" They know what we are capable of. Not everything is about money, even though you know everybody's looking under their couches for the next you know the next diamond quarter. But really, some of it is just about serving the community. And that's especially during this period of COVID, that's really what we've been focused on. So I don't know what you watch on um, TV or streaming. I watch everything. everything. People be very curious because, yeah. you, know, I, you know, no big story comes out from Ag Week without you seeing it. And I, I don't know how you make decisions on what to cover or not, but in between making those decisions, what are you actually watching? <laughs> um, well, I'm watching a lot of streaming. I actually, uh, you know, I, I am obsessed with uh, streaming, with videos, with shows. Um, I just actually went through the entire nine, se nine seasons of The Office again oh, because nice. I was afraid I was going to lose them on Netflix because they're <laughs> moving over to 
peacock eventually, but I just, it was like comfort food and just sometimes rediscovering old shows. But I mean, you name it, I'm, I'm watching Apple TV. Uh, I watch Mandalorian with my son and Hamilton. Um, so if, we go to your, if we go to your house, yeah, we turn on the TV, we're going to see that you have Disney Plus. Yes. See that you have HBO Max yet or not yet? Uh, I do not have it on Roku, which I use. I have it on my phone, so I have looked at it. Okay. And um, you, of course, are a, are a Quibi user. You're, you're the only one, right? Lapsed. I think you're, you're, the, you're the Quibi user, right? I, I am a lapsed Quibi user. So who has the... I, yeah, that's the only one that there is. Uh, I, I did like Reno 911. I, I will give them that. You don't give Jeff that much grief, but I'm, I'm sorry. That was just a miscount. <laughs> do, do you have a favorite, yeah. Lisa? Do you have a favorite UI of, of all the streamers? Like, which one do you find is the easiest, most intuitive to use? Uh, I, you know, I'm really liking uh, Apple these days and, and Disney. Um, I mean, Apple, it's all about design. And you just, when you turn it on, you just feel like you're in an Apple iPhone. I don't know. You just feel like you're in a different dimension a little bit. It's just so streamlined and clean. Uh, I do like Peacock. It's sort of a throwback, um, but it is pretty cool. I haven't spent a ton of time on it, again, in part because they are not on Roku or Amazon Fire. So that's a problem for them. Um, that's but an important point, like Lisa. Lisa. That's an important yeah. point across the board, right? They're not on Roku. They're not on Fire TV. It's yeah. like when, when you think about who's where and what's what, we're finding ourselves beholden to the meta services. It's like you didn't get onto my cable system now. Just exactly right. how many places am I going to have to go look for stuff? What do you? Th how do you think that plays? I, I think it's really fascinating that history is repeating itself. You know, the networks are... Be the 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 studios the the shows are are beholden to the net, the cable networks just like now these streamers own the rails so it's on it's on them now to to determine what they take what they don't um, you know some have more power than others but it, they're they're all pretty powerful I but mean, it's, it's now it's fully unlicensed and unregulated the cable right. industries all had to go to the perfect uh, to the public service commissions yeah. uh, in in every town get a franchise get subsidized because it was like thousands of dollars per foot of cable to lay they had a yeah. deal where they'd you know wire town center and then concentric circles out they'd have less coverage the internet peeps they just they have none of that this is exactly right. this is exactly what we need to talk about and and when when our listeners found out that we had you on the show, there's a lot of people that want us to ask you the question I'm about to ask. There's, we're, we're really talking about power and control. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And, and the, so the, the House committee hearings, which you're covering, are all about how power and control impact the market mm -hmm. and the general public. Um, who loses when Facebook or Amazon have too much power it's it is all about power and control and the the social platforms have all of it um they have all the technology they're they're light years beyond any understanding of of government of the administration uh, there's conflicting uh reasons why democrats and republicans want to control 
um, and have more um, more regulation, I guess, um, with the with Facebook and Apple and and Google and so on. Um, but they they can't get their act together, and no one, you know, there isn't any body that's really regulating it. There probably should be an independent body doing this, but. We're long in your mind. How would that regulation? Work? Like you're right there. You got every single person. Yeah. You you're seeing all sides from yeah. their own points of view. How do you think that would work? It, I, you know, I I wish I knew the answer. I'd probably be on in Washington, but it 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 seems like it has to be a nonpartisan group. Um, you know, maybe it's a form of the FTC, maybe, but not the FTC. It it just has to be an independent body that's really, you know getting its arms around what's going on in technology. And they really have to understand the business and the technology behind it. Because right now, Facebook, you know, there's, there's, there, there's, it's so easy for them to, to skirt these issues. And, um, and in part because they can and want to, and, and then other areas, they really, they've also lost some control from, from you know, bad actors. It's kind of it's a big mess. Okay, so I'm I'm not really technically allowed to ask this question. So Shelly's just going to move his mouth and <laughs> look like it's coming from him in the edit um, because TikTok is a client of of my firm, known. Oh. So, but I, I we have to ask you. Yes. Uh, we're in we're we're in the middle of what the president has said, and TikTok will virtually be eliminated uh, from the United States, uh, as it were. Um, what what's your i'm glad you don't think that's gonna happen yeah yeah you notice my little shake yeah yeah so if i'm speaking through shelly who's moving his mouth um (laughs) what's what's gonna happen to tiktok and um and how do you feel about it i i do think there there is going to be pressure there is pressure to sell uh i don't think we i think everyone's established that trump cannot actually ban tiktok but he can make their lives miserable um, you know, they just invested in a CMO and a global or U.S. sales chief. So they're really committed to to uh, to being in the United States. Um, and, and that may create problems. You know, media buying community may have problems if, if there's some doubt about data and privacy and Trump hovering over them, threatening them. You know, maybe he's just a little upset about the K-pop kids uh, blowing up his convention. I don't know. But um, really, I think what will happen is ByteDance is going to sell. Um, they real at least the U.S. rights, and I think, you know, obviously my, Microsoft is uh, the interested party, and I think they're also interested in, if I'm right, I think New Zealand and Canada as well. Um, yes. Yes, and it's right. a it's a great move. I mean, they they own Xbox. This is this is. A really a wonderful opportunity no, it's, uh, for them to get in the game. Yeah, it's strategically obvious for yeah. Microsoft. It'd be great for Twitter too if they could afford it. Although it would yeah. graphically, it'd be very strange. But there they was a letter that they that was unearthed um, right after the executive orders about WeChat and Twitter from the Trump administration talking about the global ban and the way they do that is they would prohibit American companies, Apple and Google, from doing yeah. business with ByteDance. Period. Right. If and this is a total hypothetical, mm-hmm. if you took TikTok out of the Apple Store, Apple App Store and the Google Play Store, the actually the the WeChat 
issue would be significantly worse than the mm. TikTok issue because if you yeah. take WeChat out, you lose China. Apple would actually lose sales. I don't know, 10, 20, 30% of their right. sales would go down if they couldn't help, like if you couldn't get that on an iPhone, that would be right. horrifying. Not that people wouldn't figure out a backdoor way to do it, but then you need to jailbreak every, I, like the number of things you'd have to jump through yeah. to use an iPhone, it would really be devastating to their internet. I don't think people will realize that, Shelly. I think that's a smart take by you. I don't think people know yeah. that. Maybe yeah, think about yeah. it. Like if you're a Chinese national or you have ties to China now, you live here, you, uh -huh. you're you're reaching back to China through WeChat. It's it's yeah. there everything. It's like that's every app we have right. combined in one. Right. That's a, and Tencent has no US operation per se. It's Tencent Tencent, you know, worldwide. Right. This is a very dangerous place. And Lisa, when you when you see this kind of stuff, how how, do, how does it play out from a media perspective? TikTok doesn't really have that much advertising. They have these little micro web pages inside of mm -hmm. WeChat that are stunningly good and totally AI tuned. It's we'll never have it here. Though I used to think about it as like Europe is the dark ages and they're just yeah. completely not involved. America's trying to figure itself out and China's 50 years ahead of us with respect to surveillance <laughs> capitalism. Right. And I mean purely surveillance capitalism, not right. any other way. Like when I was... I was in Shanghai uh, last year, last May, and I walked, I, being a boisterous American with no respect mm -hmm. for anything, I just walked, jaywalked across the street, and my, the person who's with me walked with me. We got across the street, and he got a notice that he had been fined $5 and got two social point demerits for, uh -oh. for jaywalking. I'm like, what's yeah. that? Why didn't you just stay there? He goes, well, I didn't want to dis be disrespectful to you. I said, but you just cost yourself like your right to vote. Like, what do you do? It's, it was like, that's a different level. That's harsh. That's, it's, yeah. a, it's a different yeah. level over there. It's a different level yeah, over there. It is. So we don't have that here, but where, where do the market, thank God, where do the marketers play out when you look at what's available there, what's available, not available in Europe. And now mm -hmm. with this threat of banning, not regular, like not decent regulation that's thoughtful, but just right. banning things. Well, how are you, how are the marketers responding from, from your position? I think they're taking a wait and see. I, I really, I'm not so sure Trump is going to get a lot of this through. We're close to an election. I think a lot of this is, is just posturing, um, you know, PR, Twitter, you know, tweets. Um, I, I just, I don't think it's going to be much of an issue going forward. Um, and maybe not at all by January. I don't know, maybe. But uh, it, you know, it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, TikTok is just getting started. So it's not like they've, they're pulling, they'd be pulling millions of dollars of ads out. They don't have any in there yet. It's it's just starting to look like a very viable option to Facebook um, and Instagram and other and other social platforms. What do you think about um, Reels? I haven't tried it, but I'm like, come on, uh, you know, leave it to Facebook, like just like that, um, to come out with something. Um, I'll give it a try, um, but I'm. I'm quite objectively happy. just when you see it, I'd be interested in your take because yeah. from a video quality, just not what, yeah. just the visceral quality of the image, it's Facebook level because of their infrastructure. Yeah. Whereas TikTok looks good, the reels yeah. looks stunning. Well, the videos right. are stunning. Really? Right. We, we actually really need to dig into this for one second. First of all, Facebook is always going to at least compete, if not win, on product against anybody. They, yeah. they can match anybody in the world. There's no question yeah. about that. Um, 
TikTok potentially has something that I don't know that Reels, Instagram, or Facebook can ever catch up with, which is a very different kind of community that has a, that has a visceral connection mm-hmm. to TikTok that that doesn't want that ever taken away. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like Grandpa's coming to the party or throwing yeah, his party, right? Right. So I think Lisa, you you just hinted at it. Of course, Facebook did this. What do you mean? Facebook did what? What do you mean by that? <laughs> Well, Facebook has a, has been known to either buy or steal ideas. Um, obviously, Instagram stories, you know, took off um, after Snapchat. They acquired um, WhatsApp, uh, so they had an app, app uh, platform. Um, they, you know, now they have Reels. Um, they're going into into e- uh, into like a Venmo situation, so they they just iterate or they buy and it's just their mo that's just the way they operate and sometimes it works really well and sometimes it doesn't um i do think that uh you know we 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 have on, on our cover dixie and charlie d'amelia the uh their superstar tiktok sisters yep. and um charlie had said that you know if tiktok goes away i guess you know there's instagram so i mean they, you know, Facebook could benefit from all of this, this uh, back and forth with China. Um, and Zuckerberg wasn't shy about calling out the threats of China and, and uh, being a U.S.-based company. But to um, Ross's point, Lisa, yeah. platforms like networks had brand positions, right? NBC, mm-hmm. ABC, CBS, and Fox, back in the day, they had brand positions. And so much so that NBC Sports was different from NBC News. Like, they had brands mm-hmm. inside the brands. But TikTok, to Ross's point, is like a, it's a place with a personality. It's more than a brand. It's, yeah. it's it, like the actual platform has a relationship with the user that I don't think any network ever had. So are they as interchangeable in your mind as the way we would flip, we would yeah. um, promiscuously flip channels? Well, we, but we, I don't know if I'm going right. to promiscuously flip social networks. I don't know. No, but no, you're right. I mean, they, I, I do think that these social networks each have their own personality. TikTok has its, uh, Snapchat has its, um, and, and, it, and its core audience um, and users versus uh, Instagram stories. You know, I'm, I'm much more prone to using Instagram stories. And my son, who's 13, is going to use Snapchat. It's just what our comfort levels are or where we gravitate to um, and how they're marketed. Um, and how they're built. Have you, um, seen, have you seen how many CMOs that you cover are now on Instagram, are now on TikTok? Have you seen how many CMOs are on TikTok? Are you watching? Uh, I, I, uh, no, I haven't. I, I have been watching a lot, but the algorithm algorithms I keep getting are my son's, which is a problem. I have to figure out how to. I got two words for you Carla Hassan. Yeah, really. Oh, oh my god, no that's awesome! She's just dancing like nuts with her daughter Nora, and it's incredible. Okay, it's time for we did this with Linda Yaccarino. We're gonna do it with you. It's time for uh, our lightning question round. Are you ready? Okay. Yep. Okay. Most exciting brand right now? Disney Plus. Most creative marketer you've seen this week? I, I'm gonna. I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but I should be able to. Um, I'm going to come, come back, back to that one. Come back to it. If you weren't working you at want to phone a friend? 
Hold on. I just want to. What? Just, I said, do you want to phone a friend? What's no, yours? <laughs> yeah. No, what's my lifeline? Here's what, the next What's one. your favorite? Uh, my favorite Fair. creative record would be um, the Pittsburgh Pirates baseball team. And here's what they okay. did. They sent. So no one can go to the games anymore. The games are yeah. being played at empty or stadiums. Right. And so what they did was they sent a baseball a used baseball from like the game or from practice to every fan who has season tickets with a letter that said, Hey, we know you can't be here, but uh, a foul ball landed in your seat. We picked it up for you. Here it is. Nice. Uh, Can't wait till you get back here. And I'm like, hire that, hire that marketer right now. Yeah. I tweeted about it it, and 60,000 people have now passed on that tweet like and seen it just because that one creative idea and i'm like that's that's a brilliant that is, marketing idea. That and, then, is brilliant. and then you have all the marketers who are like chime in like yeah well, that's not scalable and i'm like pardon my language you're so fucking wrong <laughs> impressions my one little tweet guy yeah and all it's of a sudden scalable. I'll people, like, yes. I won't hire that yeah. guy. oh my god well this is why certain marketers are vendor managers and other marketers are marketers but that's for <laughs> another story yeah continuing yeah. the lightning round all right all right, lightning Sorry, round. I digress. Lisa, lightning round. Uh, we continue. Yeah. Um, if you weren't working at Ad Week, what would you be doing? I'd probably be a foreign correspondent somewhere. Let's say you were to uh, take over our podcast for a week and you were running Think About This. Who would be your dream guest? Maybe Tim Cook. That would be kind of interesting. I think Mark Cuban would be fun. And, Mark uh, is the cover quote on my first book. Is he? disrupted, yeah. He, yeah he's, he's I, I, I like these straight shooters. I like I like these Very guys that just shooter. are not afraid to say what's on their mind. Lisa, such a pleasure to have you here today. Really cannot thank you enough for your time. This is wonderful. Thanks for having me. And please keep going. We need you guys. <laughs> we will. Never stop. So, so Lisa's fantastic. I'm glad that we had her on, but I don't think of the job of being the editor of ad week as being anything today like it used to be even a year or two ago right i mean it's not it's not like about being a publisher it's about managing a community and the non-stop flow of information well i think that's what she's done best ross and i think that's what ad week is doing well right now they're sort of transitioning from a publisher to a manager of a community of our friends, basically. It used to be the Bible. You'd read it every week to see what everybody is doing, but you don't have to wait a week. I mean, it's every minute. And now you feel like if you're not there all the time, you're not going to see your friends. It's a really interesting transition. I can't wait to see where it ends up. Shelly, I'm living in a, in a between two ferns world here. You are. Um, going crazy. I'm losing my mind here tell me ross what why i just think you know we need to just take this podcast to the next level and just do a little bit we didn't need to we need to fuck around more on these with these guests they're too serious everybody we have on has a really important job they're really important people but we're not we're not poking them enough so my commitment on the next episode whoever we get is that I'll be a little less... I feel for whoever that guest is going to be, because generally this is a kinder, gentler podcast that's thoughtful, and and we're trying to use the Socratic method uh, and the scientific method to deduce and find the greatest solutions to the world's biggest problems. And here, you just want to fuck with people. (laughs) I just want to make sure I got that right. Shelly, 
if people think they know less than they did before, just wait till our next episode. You've been listening to Think About This with Shelley Palmer and Ross Martin. You can subscribe to the audio podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeart, or wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. You can find our video episodes at thinkaboutthis.tv. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at thinkaboutthis, and you can learn more about us on the web at thinkaboutthis.fm. Thanks so much for listening. If you think you know less than you did before, just wait until our next episode.